0: This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. How we do in practitioners. How we doing another episode on prayer again um and we're once again gonna be doing prayer for a while so
1: gonna be doing prayer for a while look prayer I think is it important that's the deal i grew up in a tradition where we talked about prayer but nobody really taught how to pray exactly. nobody gave me resources i literally thought the only way to pray was to do spontaneous prayer and that's fine for a season. Yeah. That gets old real quick. At least it did for me. Spontaneous prayer is very difficult for me. It's not it's not an if you think back to our um Enneagram episodes, it's not an up it's not a downstream practice for me.
0: No. Spontaneous prayer is hard for me too.
1: Um There are a lot of other ways that are really rewarding for me to pray that I think are much more helpful, but nobody taught me. Yeah, I'm still learning new prayer practices. Yeah, um, but the other thing is, and this is a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. But when you train and teach people in spontaneous prayer, spontaneous petitionary prayer, you end up, or let me say, it's possible to get someone to a place where they view God like a genie in a bottle,
0: mm.
1: where you just ask, 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 and ask, and when you're done asking, you put God away. Yep. Um, and you never learn how to listen, how to discern the voice of the Lord, Yeah, which is what we're going to talk about today, listening prayer. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really love the title of this because it almost makes listening prayer as, as a practice removed from other prayer practices. I don't think it's that rigid. I think it's much more fluid than that. I do think if you're doing other prayer practices, you can do listening prayer in around, within, in the midst of all those things, these other practices, I don't think they have to be as boxed and rigid as it sounds.
0: Didn't was it contemplative prayer that we talked about? Um, the story of uh, that those guys that we knew that um, talked every day and and just one day he was like. Well, why didn't you tell me that? Well, you never asked. Was that with contemplative prayer that we told that? I know we told that story.
1: Yeah, we did tell that story. I don't know. I'm looking right now. I don't.
0: I feel like it was contemplative.
1: No, conversational prayer. It was
0: conversational prayer. Yeah. Yeah. um, That applies here too. That same story. If you don't remember that story, go back and listen to conversational prayer. Yeah, Um, for sure. But no, that applies here too. The, the reason we have these listening prayers is because or these forms of like conversational and listening and, and allowing God to speak to us is because how do we know God's direction for our life unless we let him tell us?
1: Yeah, it, it is a bit corny, but I'm sure if you've been around church for any length of time, you've probably heard some pastor somewhere say, you know people come to me all the time and say, "Why God's not speaking to me. I don't know what God's saying." Mm-hmm. And their Bible's closed. I think God can speak to us through the scriptures. Absolutely. I don't think it's the only way in which God speaks to us. No, there's lots of times that I'm just <laughs> and in a car. One, if and, we're just yeah. If we're just being honest, if we limited God's voice to only being through the Bible, there are a lot of things that are out of bounds for what God can speak into. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because we're, we're literally, and I tell people this all the time when we're reading the Bible, some of what we're reading is we're literally reading someone else's mail and we're only getting one side of the conversation. Yeah. So, and it was also written 2000 years ago and beyond, like there are going to be things and questions that we're asking the Bible literally, it just doesn't say. Um, it's just not talking about.
0: Well, and you know, it's it's funny. God's been using other people in my life to talk to me recently. Um, I'm having this struggle at my day job. Um, and God has used you to speak to me. I don't think you knew that. No. Literally like an hour ago. Oh, like ago. an hour ago, yeah. Um, God used you to speak to me. God used our grandmother to speak to me. Yeah. Uh, and dad said the exact same thing that our grandmother said, mm. like verbatim.
1: Yeah, And then he amen to me when I was talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so God can speak to us about modern issues in a variety of different ways. Yeah. Um, but the listening prayer is is one of those ways where you mm-hmm. open your heart and allow God to speak into it.
1: Yeah, so I think there's a quote in Adele's book by Henry Nowen. Mm -hmm. Literally, listener, listen to me. If you see Henry Nowen's name on anything, buy it. (laughs) I don't care what it is. If it's a cookbook, I don't care, buy it. I mean, he is gold. Literally, if he wrote it on a page, it's genius. And especially in the world of spiritual formation. Yeah. Um, he is a genius when it comes to spiritual force. And his books are cheap. Anything written by Henry Nowen, more than worth your read.
0: Yeah. There's only a handful of people like that that Cullen will say. Um, Henry Nowen and T. Wright. Nope,
1: not even Tom. No? I wouldn't say that for Tom. Not everything? Nope. Mm-hmm. Tom writes a lot of stuff that's not for the average person. Oh, well, I guess that's fair. And, uh, well, and there's a lot of stuff that Tom does that I'm like, yeah, no, that, that's not my favorite. Oh, wow. Well, okay. I'm not, I, I am a Tom fanboy. It's not that big. I'm not a Tom groupie.
0: Ah, uh, I feel you. I feel that.
1: I'm a Henry Noun groupie.
0: It's okay, because I'm a Dr. Brene Brown groupie. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. So Adele has a quote in here from Henry that I think is just gold. He says, the real quote-unquote work of prayer is to become silent and mm. listen to the voice that says good things about me, to gently push aside and silence the many voices that question my goodness and to trust that I will hear the voice of blessing that demands real effort.
0: Mm. Can I see that real quick? Yeah. I don't actually have the this chapter in my version, so...
1: This, this is one thing that I think Henry is bringing out about listening prayer that is so valuable is if you never let God speak to you, yeah. odds are more people in your life are going to speak down to you mm. than build you up. More people in your life are going to degrade your worth then affirm your worth.
0: And even more than that, we do that to ourselves.
1: Yeah, so I hadn't even got there yet. I was headed there.
0: Um, I can't tell you how many times um, I go to God in prayer and I just start talking about how much of a deplorable human being I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in in some ways I feel like God allows me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes cause I feel like sometimes he thinks that I need to, to self-loathe <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then it comes back around for sure. Um, and there's just grace and, and forgiveness and, and all those things that yeah. you don't get from society. Yeah. You don't get that from a lot of people in your life. No. Maybe there's a handful of people, but I guarantee you that's God speaking to you through the people in your life. Yeah. Because that's not human nature to be loving and gracious to others.
1: No. The other thing I think is, and so that that's a good point about God speaking to us and hearing the voice of God through an, through a number of different venues or mediums. But I think what's being drawn out here about the listening prayer, the prayer practice, listening prayer, is that so often when we pray, we set the agenda. Mm, mm-hmm. It's us in our petitions, it's us in our intercessions, it's us mm. following our liturgies, it's us contemplating on God, it's us, 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 us coming to the coming to the prayer practice with an agenda. Yeah. Listening prayer is the one place where God gets to set the agenda. Yeah. It's one where you give God the freedom to say okay. Now we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. I've been listening to you a lot and I love you and I'm happy to hear what you got to say, but I got some stuff I want to say too. Yeah. And I want to encourage you in some places. I want to challenge you in some others. I want to convict you in a few. You got you got some stuff that I kind of want you to get rid of. You're you're
0: there are things that aren't allowing you to participate with me.
1: Yeah, there there yeah. are well, and maybe not just sin, but you know, maybe there are relationships that are that I don't want you in, maybe right.
0: things but, that are holding you back.
1: Maybe you're in a job I don't want you in. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe there are things where and maybe it's some combination of both. Hey, I need you to practice in listening prayer because look, I know that you feel like you need to strip only to pay your bills, but I need you I need to encourage you in the faith that you have in me that I can provide another way. I need to convict you in what you're doing and I need to challenge you to step up and and quit that job and trust me to give you a new one. Mm. Um, They can be more intermingled in in encouragement, conviction and challenge than we want to give them credit for. Um, And lots of times I think, the voice of God is all of those things somehow, all at the same time.
0: You know that that's so funny because, yeah, um, I've never thought about it that way. But the voice of God is loving, it's gracious, um, it's kind, it's also convicting, um, it's also challenging. Yeah, all at the same time. Just hearing the voice of the Lord. Hearing what he's got to say is all of those things at once. That's very complex and sounds um, kind of oxymoronic, but it's true.
1: Yeah. Um, somehow that's how it works and plays out. Um,
0: mm, I love that.
1: And think about in the Old Testament, when people hear the voice of God, Oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes, the first thing that's recorded is they shuddered. Yeah. Because it's a challenge. It's convicting. But yet God can then turn around and say very encouraging things and loving things and make promises and covenants to you that are very gracious and merciful But they require some level of effort. Yeah. A challenge. I mean, if you think about Old Testament covenants, covenants were a two-way street. You killed something and then you walked through. That that was a that was a way you did a contract and that's what a covenant is. And so no matter what you're doing, there's a challenge because you gotta do something. You gotta you gotta end of this to uphold. And so it's always going to be challenging. It's always going to be convicting because you're always going to have things that are in the way of you pursuing your end of the deal. Yeah. But yet God's always going to be loving and gracious and affirm you for the person that you are beloved by him. Mm. That's never going away. Yeah. But if you never listen for him, you're never going to get that. Yeah. You're never going to get that encouragement. You're never going to feel that love and grace. You're never going to get that conviction of the things that are in my way that are hindering the path that God has for me.
0: I wonder, um, and the only reason I'm asking this is because I'm feeling like maybe there's other listeners out there that are um, wondering the same thing. Okay. Is there a a possibility that you can live in a state of listening?
1: Yes. Yes there is um when i was a kid i used to pray so i heard a story if our dad was here he would know where i got it from but there was a story that i remember where a man is in a crowded room like at a party or something and amongst all this noise he hears a voice and he immediately recognizes it as the voice of God. And so I heard this story. And somebody told, I don't know if our dad told me or some preacher told me or something, but somebody told me this story. And it was so inspiring to me. I used to pray every day that, God, I want to be so in tune with you. I could hear your voice in a crowded room and know it was you. I don't know that I ever got there. Or I I don't know that I'm there yet, I still want to get there. But I do think you have moments where you experience glimpses of that. Sure. How often are you just driving down the road, not paying attention to anything, and you see something, mm-hmm. and God says, "Hey, this this is a little something. Hey, that's it." Mm-hmm. Um. A lot, I, I don't, I don't think he would have a problem with me telling the story on here. But our uncle tells this story. He was um, not the senior leader, but he was a leader at a church, and they were beginning to experience some growth. And he was constantly seeking the Lord, asking for the Lord's direction and what what God was doing, and and he wanted to be where God was and where God was at work. He wanted to be. And an opportunity came up for the church to buy some land. And at first glimpse, it didn't seem like a good idea because it was on the location of the old dump. And so it was like, well, who wants that land? It's the dump site. There's probably stuff under it, all this kind of stuff. And there wasn't, but it's like, it it was a trash place. It's not there. And our uncle decides that he's going to go walk this land and he goes and begins to walk this land and as he's walking through this pasture 24 acres of an open field he's walking and he's walking past one and then two and then three and then he gets about halfway off the road, and as far as he can see, it's nothing but blackberries. And he goes, he's looking at these blackberries, and he picks one up, and he eats it. And the minute he eats it, God says to him, this land is fruitful.
0: Ah, whoa.
1: That church bought that land, and it's now a megachurch. church. We need to talk about that later, yeah, that church bought that land, and it's now a mega church. So is it possible to live in a state of listening? Yeah, it takes a lot of work, a lot of practice. I don't know that you can get there with ease, um,
0: but it starts here with the listening prayer.
1: It starts here with the listening prayer. And I remember, I was in high school, no, I was just out of high school. I was just out of high school and we were getting ready to do some projects, some ministry work and some projects and we were starting a new ministry and leading a new ministry and so some of the leaders started getting together and we started praying just just literally get together, turn on some worship music and pray. We originally said, okay, we'll do it for 30 minutes or we'll do it for an hour or whatever. Uh, And then an hour turned into two hours. Two hours turned into three hours. Three hours turned into four hours. And there was a group of people that started when it was only 30 minutes. By the time it reached four hours, that group had dwindled down to just two, me and one other person. And you can't pray for four hours every day five days a week without with just spontaneous petitionary prayer. Oh no. You've got to listen to the voice of the Lord. And I remember we were praying and we were doing all these things and, and God was at work. We were seeing God at work in our new ministry and our mission projects and, and all these things we were doing, we were seeing God move. And I remember sitting there one day and I was praying with this other person. And uh, we always had this deal at the end of our prayer time. We'd look at the other one and go, hey, what did God say? And we got into a habit We we would say, I think God said. Because if you say God said, that's a high claim.
0: Yeah, that's uh, so. <laughs> that you're, you're putting that on the same level as prophecy when you yeah, say that. Yeah, so I always God say. God said this. Yeah, I
1: think or I feel like God is saying that gives me a little, that that puts me a little bit back into it. Yeah. But I said, um, dude, you're not going to believe this, but um, I think God's telling me I need to move to Louisiana and you're supposed to come with me. And he goes, do what? I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, show me in the Bible. Because that's our thing, right? Always affirm things through the Bible. And... Literally, I told him the Moses story Mm. in the promised land. And I was like, I just really feel like God's telling us we need to move to Louisiana for some reason. And he goes, well, two things here don't make sense. One, we get all this ministry and work going on here, and God's telling us to leave? I was like, well, Moses had work too, but God was telling him to do something greater. And he goes, and second of all, you're telling me Louisiana is the promised <laughs> land? And I went, bro, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I feel like God's saying. And he goes, dude, I'm going to need a minute. I was like, all right, take as much time as you need. I think I'm going to start walking down this path, though. I feel pretty strongly that like, this, is, this is what God is saying. He literally came back to me the next day and goes, all right, God told me too and I was like okay but listening is something that is learned it's it's acquired i don't know that i could have heard that cuz we were we were at 6 months in yeah at this praying multiple hours a day together i don't think i could have heard that any other time i don't i don't i don't know that i would have been attuned to the voice of the lord to hear that yeah if not through practice. Yeah.
0: Um, <coughs> now Oops. we are all familiar with that two by four that the Lord slaps across your face.
1: Sometimes. Um, but wouldn't it be nice to hear him when he's whispering instead of slapping you?
0: That's what I was about to say. Instead of feeling that two by four um, coming from God when it's. Right now, right now, right now. you it, It's time for you to do this now. You've waited too long. Yeah. Um, and that two by four hits you. The way to avoid that.
1: It's to listen.
0: Open your heart. Yeah. Let God whisper instead of yell.
1: Yeah. So some ways to do this, because I know it seems weird to just like sit down and close your eyes and not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> some ways to do this. Number one, get a, pick up Adele's book because she has some practices in there about listening prayer. But something that I like to do is literally just put on like a worship playlist in the background and just enter like a meditative state and let God speak to me through the worship songs. Mm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, that Put it on shuffle It makes if it makes you feel more spiritual because you don't know what's coming. Whatever makes you more comfortable, but there's absolutely no reason that God can't speak to you and you can't listen even though he's prompted through a worship song. There's absolutely no reason that, that that's wrong, and that's a great place to start because... It's relaxing. It relieves anxiety. It doesn't feel like...
0: It doesn't feel strange to sit in silence. Yeah,
1: and, and that's the deal. If you want to listen, be quiet. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. We live our lives talking because we think, and I'm guilty of this too, we think people actually care what we have to say. And so we've formed this habit, a lot of us, where we talk more than we listen, and honestly, we don't know how to listen. Listening starts with being quiet. First and foremost, if you want to listen, be quiet.